Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. The last chapter, the last book in the, the Old Testament, the last prophecy, is Malachi. And he prophesies about the son of righteousness. You know, the son is uh, probably, if you were to look at creation, the son has to be the greatest the greatest of all the pictures of the Son of God. Creation is about about the revelation of God. It's God's revelation of himself through his his handiwork. He's the creator of all things. things, Paul even said that that his power, the power of, 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 of the Godhead is revealed through creation. We see what God is like. We see the power of God revealed and the wisdom of God revealed. We see the artistry of God revealed. We see his intricacy. We see his intelligence. We see his handprints on everything that is. And he he has created this this universe to be a, a, a picture. It's like he's crying out to us. Like David says in Psalms 19, that the creation is crying out and and describing the glory of God. He revealed God's plan in creation. He revealed God's plan in redemption. In the Old Testament, he pictured himself from Genesis to Malachi. We see the the revelation of Christ in his word. We see his revelation in the prophecies. We see his revelation in the law. We see his revelation in the the tabernacle and in the symbolism of the tabernacle. We see Christ revealed in the the manna from heaven or the water from the rock. We see Christ revealed in in the blood sacrifice sacrifices of the animals. Everything in the Bible is crying out Jesus Christ, crying out redemption. And it says in this, in this last passage, it says, for behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. They will leave them neither root nor branch. Now that's, of course, talking about the the second coming of Christ. It's talking about what will happen for all who've not called upon the name of the Lord. All those hearts that are not prepared for his coming. He's, he, is, he is delaying his coming. He's, he's longing for mankind to turn toward him. But the day is coming when, when, when there, the day is coming when his, uh, the Son of Righteousness will be revealed according to Malachi, and it will be like the, the wicked will be like stubble before the, the Son of God. And then the second verse comes. It talks this, that's the second coming. The, the, this, the second verse is, is glimpsed in his first coming. But to you who fear my name, anyone here in here who fears the name of the Lord? Anyone in here who fears the name of the Lord enough to, to follow him and turn away from the foolishness of this world. Amen. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. I love this picture. This, the wings are, a, are a, 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 a visual picture that God paints of the rays, the outshining, the radiance coming out from the sun. The sun has rays or beams that shine out from it. And, and these, these beams that are shining out are shining out from Jesus Christ, who is the radiance of the Father's glory. 
He's the outshining of the Father's glory. And there, are, there is healing in the beams or the rays that are shining out from his face. When he came to this earth in this, as a man in his, in his humanity, he was, he was cloaked, his deity was cloaked in the form of a man. But even in his, his cloaked state as a human being, the rays were shining and healing the sick and those who are oppressed by the devil. There's a day coming when he'll come with this in full glory. There'll be no, no cloak over the glory of the Lord. And he'll come in the brightness and the radiance of the Father's glory. And all those who fear his name will experience the restoration and healing that comes in the presence of the Lord's. The sun of righteousness shall arise. That day's coming. The morning of dawn is about, the eternal day is about to dawn on the earth. Is your heart prepared? Is there an anxious, joyful expectation of the great day of the Lord? Because it comes, my friend. It comes for each one of us. It comes either by by rapture or it comes by way of the grave. But it's coming. That eternal day is about to dawn for each one of us. The son of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Wow. Now this, I wrote down some characteristics of the sun, and and, and I'm thinking of of Christ the sun, and I'm thinking of the the star that's the, the center of the solar system that we're part of. He is he is perfectly consistent, the Lord. He is perfectly consistent. His light and his rays are penetrating. He is enlightening. We see everything in this world. We see him and everything in this world by the light that shines from his beautiful face. He's enlightening. He's awakening. He awakens us from our slumber. He's empowering. He empowers us to do the will and the work of God, to walk in holiness and purity. He is warming. Our hearts are filled with a, a passion and an affection for the Lord and an affection for the lost. He warms our nature and fills us with his love. He is energizing. He energizes us and empowers us to do the work of God. He is purifying. He cleanses everything he touches. There's healing in his beams and healing in his rays. He is sustaining us and he is transforming us. That's the nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's let's think about these beams. Yeah, there is, there is a radiant glory shining from the face of Jesus Christ all the time. It says, um, in the, in the, 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 he is the, John called him the light of the world. Can you remember the first time when the light dawned on your dark soul? Your, your, your soul had been darkened. You had been born in darkness. You had walked in darkness, not realizing you were on darkness, in darkness until suddenly the, the light, the, the door was open just a, a, just a bit and the light of the resurrection day went flying out from that door and hit you in the face. And it's this scripture in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Jesus is the light of the world, and the radiance of his light is shining into our hearts. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 60 verse 19, he said, The sun shall no longer be your light by day. 
There's a day coming when we won't need the sun anymore because it will pale in comparison to the light shining from the face of Jesus. John saw a little bit of it on the Isle of Patmos. Paul saw a little bit of it on the road to Damascus, the light of the glory shining from the face of Jesus Christ. He said it was like the brightness of the noonday sun. And I was struck and I couldn't see for three days because of the blazing light of the glory of the Lord. The sun shall no longer be. What a different creation we're going to have. Oh yeah, in this new creation, we won't need the sun and the stars because Christ will be the light of this world. Nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you, but the Lord will be to you an everlasting light. And your God, your glory, your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Yes, this light shining from the Lord, it's like radiation. It's radiating light, and it shines into every, it penetrates. It penetrates the the crevices and the cracks, the dark recesses of our soul. The radiance of the light of God will, will shine into the dark places of your life. I love this verse. This verse, ever since I remember reading as a young Christian, I'd read this verse and I'd sit there and feel like I was getting just tremble in his presence with this verse. He says, there's no creature hidden from his sights. No creature is hidden from his sights, including you. And all things are naked. He doesn't miss anything. Everything is exposed before the radiant, radiant light of the glory of Jesus Christ. Every dark corner of your heart and life is exposed by the light of God. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Search me, O God. Search me and change me, O God. Pray that prayer with me right now. Search my heart, O God. Search me, God. If there's any wicked way in me, God, expose it and remove it, O God. Lord, I don't want to face that day with darkness in my soul. Search my heart, O God. Let the radiant light of the glory search the crevices and cracks. Search me, O God, like David prayed. Search my heart and my life, O God, and change me into another man. The radiation of his spirit. Oh, the power. This sun reminds me of power. You know, it's one of the, one of the things that, that man has discovered in, in recent years is the, 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 at least the limited ability to, to harness some of the sun's power. The, the, think of the power that's being generated by this one star. It's unbelievable. It's heated this earth as long as there's been an earth. It heats the ocean. It takes care of, of every. It heats and, and warms this entire planet, and it's been doing it for as long as there's been a planet here on earth. The sun is powerful, and this power is like the, it's a, it's a, it's a picture, a glimpse a dot of the power of Almighty God, the power of God. He's the radiance of His glory, the exact representation of His nature. He upholds. He's holding all things by the word of His power. He's holding your life. He's holding me in proper orbits. None of the planets can escape the gravity of the, of the sun. 
And they circle around the sun. They've been circling the sun since that creation day. They've been circling, held by the power of the sun in its orbit of perfection. And he is today the son of righteousness, has me in his field of gravity. I'm being held by his power. And he's orchestrating every part of my life to fulfill his purpose in, in, in my life and in his great plan orchestrated and held. He upholds everything. He's upholding everything. I am held and cared for by the power of Almighty God. What can, if, if God is for me, who can be against me? If God's power is for me, who can be against me? If I'm upheld by, his, by the power of his words, what can be against me? It's a short quote from Jonathan Edwards' sermon on the Son of Righteousness. He says, all the exercises of Christ's power whatsoever may be called his beams, that by which the sun has power and by which it produces all its great and powerful effect are its beams or rays. By these it warms, by these it cherishes, by these it dries and scorches and burns. So all the exercises and emanations of Christ's omnipotence are, as it were, the emissions of his beams. Not only those effects of his power that are by the influence of, of his spirit on men's hearts, but all other exertions of his power whatsoever. His power is being exerted 24-7. And I'm held by this incredible power of the Lord. Psalms 84, 11, it talks about the Lord, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. We are, sh we are shining, the shining forth of the glory of his works. He is, he is displaying the light of his glory. Listen to me, he's displaying the light of his glory in the hearts and lives, in the faces of his sons and daughters. We become his handiwork. We become his revelation. We become his workmanship. We become the testimony of Jesus. The greatest expression of God is his son. The greatest expression of his son's work is redemption of fallen man. We are his handiwork. We are his workmanship. We, are the, we have the light of his radiance shining from our faces into this darkened world. We are the beams of light shining into the world that Christ has called us to be. Hallelujah. Now let's, um, let's talk about the effects of these beams. Conversion and light. In him was life and the light, and the life was the light of men. Yeah, his light shines in and I'm converted and transformed. It happened to me on an August evening in 1973. The light penetrated the darkness of my soul and I was converted in a moment of time and taken out of the kingdom of darkness and transformed transferred into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his beloved son. Oh yes, the effects of these beams on my soul are there. I am comforted and I am refreshed. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You give them drink from the river of your pleasures for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. So I, my soul is comforted and my soul is refreshed. 
Now, you know, what I'm talking about right now, for, for those that may not understand, I'm talking about getting under the radiant beams of the glory of the Lord. There's really two ways that that happens for us. It's through the the power of His written Word and through the power of His presence. We get under the influence of the rays, the Word of God, His Word that penetrates our soul. The written Word as we search the Scriptures and it becomes light to our soul, a lamp unto our feet. And we pray in the Holy Ghost and get under His anointing and the light shines in us and begins to comfort and refresh our soul. Amen. Now, we're getting, we're getting close. I'm, we're going to wrap this up and have communion in a minute. I want a couple other scriptures. Malachi 4.2, again, healing for our damaged soul. Has your soul been damaged? All of us are really damaged goods. Damaged from our own stupid acts in the past. Damaged from the words other people have spoken over us. Damaged over, over offenses. Being damaged by by racial problems, being damaged by political issues, being damaged by economic issues, being damaged by health issues, by marital squabbles, by business problems, by by ministry offenses. At the end of the day, we are all walking wounded people on this earth. We've been damaged. And here's, but for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. So you're taken out of the damage section and brought over into the, to the skipping section. This is, this, is one of the, this is one of the beautiful prophetic pictures of Christ in the Old Testament. Actually, it's the last picture from the last chapter of the last book in the Old Testament. It gives us a glimpse of the incredible healing virtue that flows from Jesus. The word translated beams in this verse is a descriptive Hebrew word, kanaf, which refers to a a bird's wings. But in this passage, it's describing the wings or beams radiating from the Messiah. Jonathan Edwards preached a message entitled, Christ, Our Spiritual Son. In it, he describes the centrality of the sun to the solar system and the centrality of Christ in our lives. Jesus is the Son of Righteousness, and there's healing in His beams. Here's a quote from his sermon. I love this, so listen carefully. The beams of this spiritual sun don't only refresh, but they restore the souls of believers. He restores my soul. Thus it said, the sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. These beams heal the souls of believers. As we've often seen that when the trees or plants of the earth are wounded, the beams of the sun will heal the wound by degrees and restore the plant. So the sweet beams of the sun of righteousness heal the wounds of believers' souls. We have to catch some rays. You have to get out under the sun. You have to get under his anointing. Get under the preaching of the word. Let the word penetrate your soul. Let it penetrate your soul and heal the wounded parts. When they've been wounded by temptation and made to fall to their hurt, those benign beams, when they come to shine on the wounded soul, restore and heal the hurt that has been received. The sick soul by these beams is restored as plants that have grown in shady and cold places appear sickly and languishing. If the shade be removed and the sunbeams come to shine down upon them, they will revive and flourish or as the clear shining of the sun after the rain. All of us have been wounded and damaged by the effects of sin. 
from the original sin nature that's crippled our will to our own personal sinful behavior that's wounded us in so many ways. We all stand in dire need of the healing beams of Jesus to flow over us. I often think of what it might have been like to be in one of the Lord's services. I imagine myself pushing through the crowd to get closer to the warmth of his healing presence. Basking in his presence, healing would flow through my whole being. My spirit, my soul, and my body would receive those healing rays. Here is the good news. Christ is still the son of righteousness. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. His healing beams are flowing out today to whosoever will. Maybe it's time to bask in the light of his son for a while. Thank you, Lord. The healing presence of Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read a couple more verses um, out of Isaiah. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give the light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and your God your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down nor shall your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Now listen to verse 21. Your people shall be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting. I am the branch of his planting. I am the work of his hands. My life, why? Why am I the branch of his planting? Why am, the, why am I the work of his hands? That he might be glorified in my life. So he's, he's restoring. Your restoration is connected to the glory of God. Think about it. Your restoration is connected to the glory of God. God is committed to the glory of his son. He's committed to it. He is committed to it. He will not allow his son to be dishonored. The work of his son will be honored, will be lifted up. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. People will take notice no matter what they've said about you. No matter how much you've been ridiculed or marked or scorned because of your faith, Christ will not be mocked. And your testimony, the day of your reconciliation and the day of the glorification of Christ is coming. Your testimony will stand in the evil day. Yes, there's warmth and there's affection. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. I love this quote. The soul shall be the most joyful. This, this shall be, the coming of the sun will be the, shall be the most joyful and pleasant sight to believers that ever their eyes beheld. It'll be a thousand times more refreshing to them than ever was the sight of the rising sun to them that have wandered in a wilderness through the longest and darkest night. The sight of it will fill their souls with unspeakable gladness and rejoicing. It will be a bright day to the saints. The beams of that glorious sun that will then appear will make it bright. The earth will be lightened with his glory and the light of his glory that the world will be filled with will be a sweet light to them. That brightness that the disciples saw on the mount when Christ was transfigured before them was some resemblance of it that was most pleasant to the disciples so that they said it was good to be there and were for building tabernacles now here's what's happening in this in the world that we live in Christ is pouring out his glory on hungry people Christ is pouring out his glory on wounded people not many mighty 
not many noble, but he's setting apart the wounded. He's setting apart the hurt and the afflicted, and he's sweeping over them with his love. He's attracting them into his family. He's putting his hand upon their life, and his healing restoration power has begun to transform their life. And, and our testimony, the results of his work in our soul, our testimony, your testimony is for the healing of the nations. You know, God, has a, he has a plan for you individually. His plan, he, has, he, has a, he, is, he is not haphazard with his works. He's very precise in what he does. Very precise in everything he does. And his, his putting his hand on your life was not an accident. It wasn't even your idea. It was his idea. And he's been very precise about it because he has a plan for you. He has a plan to use you for his glory. He has orchestrated things to reach your sphere of influence through your testimony. Oh no, you're not an accident. And, and your testimony, they may, people may have laughed at you and mocked you because you needed a crutch. Oh yeah, people with broken legs, they need crutches. And it's okay to have crutches when you have a broken leg. Oh, Jesus is just a crutch. Oh yeah, he's, he's my crutch and I lean on him every day. I'm leaning on this crutch. And what's happening, what happens is you, is you lean on the Lord. You become strong in the Lord and the light begins to shine. The light of Christ begins to shine out of you. I'm telling you, God's going to use you for his glory. He's going to touch your family and touch your friends. There are clusters. There are clusters coming to Christ. There are clusters coming to Christ in the weeks and days ahead. There are clusters of relationships that are going to come to Christ. Let the light shine. Let the light shine. Let it shine. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at www.victoryfellowship.net for service times and for more information.